Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And now we're going to talk about what to do once you've decided to get a divorce. And in the last episode, we talked about how before you make the decision, you really want to clean house emotionally. Because when we make a major decision, we want to make sure we've let go of all the old hurt, anger, frustration, sadness. And that's kind of a tall order. Like many people, when they walk into divorce, they're doing it because they're having those feelings. And if you haven't done that, don't worry about it. We're going to talk about that more in this episode. All right. So you've decided that you're going to get divorced. You're really clear about it. There are a number of steps that you must consider. The first is, if you haven't done so already, consult with a lawyer. The second is gather your financial documents. The third is make a plan. And if you haven't done so, you're going to want to do some emotional house cleaning before you make the plan, by the way. We'll talk about that more. You're going to want to talk to your spouse, notify them about it. And then you or they are going to want to talk to the children. Last of all, or actually second to last, you're actually going to file for divorce. And of course, you're going to need to continue to show up for all meetings relevant to that divorce, whether they be with your attorney or in court. And remember that every divorce is unique. No matter what your neighbors tell you about their divorce, your divorce is only as fast as, or as slow as you make it, as hard or as easy as you make it. All right, so let's talk about these steps in detail. First step consult with an attorney. They're going to give you the lay of the land. It's really important because the parameters of the divorce, the financial parameters are defined by the law. And the person best equipped to define those parameters are going to be an attorney. The parameters in terms of parenting plans defined by the law, the parameters in terms of dividing up assets defined by the law. So consulting with attorney is going to give you the information you need to understand what your, what your rights are and what your options are under the law. And get that divorce is a legal process. They can give you guidance on issues such as, like I said, custody, property division, and alimony. Picking a lawyer is something that you want to be really careful about. And um, I'm going to hold this book up. It's called The Divorce Detox. And it gives you uh, one of the first chapters is what to do when picking a lawyer. Uh, I'm going to read to you some of the sections here just so you know what you're getting into. It's um, being purposeful intention, picking the right attorney. And then there are a number of other steps uh, around taking care of yourself, managing your triggers, putting your kids first, et cetera, et cetera. This book represents our 12-week program that we've developed for helping people in the divorce process. If you want, you can come take the 12-week program. But basically what the book says about picking an attorney is that you want to, number one, make sure that they're a specialist in matrimonial law and not a general practitioner, General practitioner, it, you know, they know a little bit of everything, but they're, they don't really understand matrimonial law the way you need them to. Second, you want to make sure that they are a fit for the kind of divorce that you're getting. If it's going to be very contentious. You're going to want a lawyer who's equipped for that. If it's going to be very collaborative, you want a lawyer who's equipped for that. And third, you need to feel comfortable with them. You need to feel like you can talk to them. 
So those are the three basic qualifiers. There's a lot more information in the divorce detox there. It's actually a workbook and a whole chapter is dedicated to helping you pick the right lawyer. Once you've got a lawyer, or even while you're in the process of selecting, you want to get your financial documents together. Now, you may think that you know everything about your family's finances, but the truth is that in about 70% of American marriages, one partner manages the immediate expenses, the other one handles the long-term expenses and investments. Really important that you have all the documents and understand the full depth and breadth of your finances before you actually file for divorce, if possible. Once you filed, getting these papers together might be contentious. So you want to do it in advance if you can. If you're, excuse me, I have to take up a severe, just not that kind of person, that's okay. It is what it is. But if you can get it in advance, you definitely want to. Um, the next step really is if you haven't dealt with the emotional part, you really need to. And here's why. When we're coming from a place of frustration, we tend to make angry, frustrated plans. When we're coming from a place of hurt and sadness, we almost can't even think about the future. We're so much in our hurt and sadness. There are a couple of ways to do that. One is to do our 12-week program or to do it DIY the 12-week program in the Divorce Detox. Another is through a process called mental and emotional release, which takes about six to 10 hours. Yeah, we can do that with you in two sessions. It's going to help you release experience, learn from and release negative emotion. And the only way really to let go of old feelings is to understand what was it that I needed to learn that I didn't learn and to get a perspective where feeling like letting go of them and releasing them and moving past them so that they're no longer in the way of your day-to-day -day experience is possible. Once you've done that, you are now clear and clean on the inside and you're in a position to make a plan. That plan is gonna be what defines what you wanna achieve in the divorce. And you're gonna to wanna to make a plan for the future for you and your children. That future for you and your children is gonna help you decide how to divide assets. It's gonna help you to figure out what the new living situation is gonna be and just get that life in two households is more expensive than life in one, and that you will initially have less money available. However, once the divorce is over and you both have done the healing work, there's gonna be more of you available to create more assets and you will blossom and grow and live more and more in a lifestyle of abundance that's consistent with what you want for your children and for yourself. So it may feel like a setback at first when you're negotiating divorce, but keep in mind, keep your eyes on the prize that once it's over, there's going to be more of you available for life in general, period, because you won't be focusing on a relationship that is toxic or unfulfilling. All right. Once you have a plan, this is where you notify your spouse. You're either going to serve them with papers have someone serve them with papers, or I would advise talking to them first. And we've got a 10-step checklist you can have on how to talk to your spouse about divorce. It's free. Uh, the, it'll be available here in the meeting notes. Grab a hold of that. It takes you step-by-step -step through how to have this conversation. But here's what's really important. 
be very clear that you have made a decision and it's not negotiable. If you've decided to get the divorce, you don't want it to be negotiable. You want to be crystal clear that it's what you want. If you feel like it's negotiable, then maybe you shouldn't be filing for divorce or perhaps you're going to frame it that way. But most of us, when we file for divorce, are pretty clear that this is what we're doing. Notify your spouse, sit down and take them out for dinner. Hey, I'm getting a divorce. You know, this hasn't been working for a long time. I'd like this to be as amicable as possible. What do you think? That's in essence the conversation. And our checklist will help you create the environment and the thinking that you need to arrange for that kind of presentation. All right, you've notified your spouse. They were surprised. They weren't surprised. They were angry. They were relieved. Whatever it was, it's time to actually file for the divorce. So that means you need to file for a petition with the court. That usually comes when you create the papers of service. Once you've done that, in most states, your assets are frozen. That means once you have filed for a petition of divorce and served your spouse, if you hit the lotto, all that money is yours in New York. I don't know about other states. This is just what the lawyers tell me. If you hit the lotto before you serve that, you will have to share it. So if you haven't filed and served and you hit the lotto, you have to share it with your spouse. Once you serve it, your assets are frozen. And that's really important distinction. I had one client who wasn't sure if he wanted to get divorced, but he was sure he wanted his assets to be frozen because he didn't feel good about the way his partner handled money. And he wanted financial freedom for his daughter, for his business, and for both of them. But he'd, he was afraid that she was going to spend it all, basically. So he froze the assets so that she couldn't spend it all. And then he negotiated whether they were actually going to be divorced or not. Very complicated way to go at it. Very unusual situation. Uh, make sure that once you file that you are going to clear time for attending hearings, meeting with your lawyer. Uh, you probably don't want to negotiate with your spouse directly unless you've got a, a fairly amicable situation. You're going to want to make sure that you've got a network of support going through this. I didn't mention that as one of the things, but it's always important you know, to have people there to back you up for those decisions and help you move through it. You're going to want to make sure that you're moving through it emotionally. So if you haven't done the mental and emotional release work, maybe you just want to buy the Divorce Detox book and use the workbook as you go through the divorce process. It's going to take you through all the emotional steps. It's more time consuming, but less financially costly. And lastly, remember, really important to remember, every divorce is different. And the specific steps that you're going to need to take are going to depend on your circumstances. So what else do you need to know about this process? You need to know that once lawyers get involved, there are going to be a lot of moments to be triggered. And the reason for this is that depending on the kind of divorce you have, the attorneys tend to speak in terms of multiple possibilities, and they're entering into a negotiation. And as negotiators, they've been taught to ask for more than what they actually want to get. And so when you, if you enter into litigation as part of your divorce, the chances are both attorneys are going to ask for more support financially or more time with the children or more of everything than they really want. Don't be triggered by this. 
And if you are triggered by this, get some help with it. Talk to a coach, talk to a therapist, talk to your network of support. Um, you're going to want to really manage your own triggers in this process. That means noticing what makes you go from zero to 60 and either doing some release work around that so you don't go from zero to 60 or having some strategies so that when you go from zero to 60, you're not acting out in front of the children, in front of your spouse. And oh, I almost forgot. You and your spouse are going to need to talk to your children about this. And you're going to need to talk to your children in a way that's clean. So one way you could talk to your children is you could say to them, your mom slash dad is such a jerk and I'm divorcing him or her. Or you could have a more responsible way of approaching it and keep in mind that this is what the children are feeling. Number one, whether it's rational or not, the children feel responsible. I'm going to say this again, whether it's rational or not, the children feel responsible. In some way, they think mommy and daddy are getting divorced because of them. You can't change that feeling, but you can impact it and you can help them deal with it by, and we're going to talk about how. The second thing is that they are going to hope that you all will get back together. And so what that means is while you're getting divorced, they'll probably be on their best behavior. Uh, maybe they'll get better grades. Some kids are going to act out, but most of them are going to do their best to try and fix the marriage by behaving themselves. When you talk to them, you need to know this about them. So the first thing that you want to say to them is, hey, mommy and daddy are happier apart. We don't like how we act when we're together. We don't like how we treat each other. And so mommy and daddy are going to live separately. And you have nothing to do with this, except that we want you to be happier. And we feel like if we're happier, you can be happier. That's the first part. The second part is, Mommy and daddy love you. Mommy and daddy love you. That was really two and one. The first part was mommy and daddy are getting divorced because we don't get along. The second part is it has nothing to do with you. And the third part is we love you no matter what. And you want to keep saying that to them over and over and over, not just when you tell them about the divorce, but every time you see them until they say, I know, stop saying it. And once they say that, they there's maybe a chance that they're starting to absorb it. The reason for this is that <clears throat> we tend to deflect the positives and absorb the negatives. And it's the same is true for our children. So we just want to keep reinforcing. We're doing this because we love you and we don't like who we are when we're together. You are not the problem. We are, and we love you no matter what. Over and over and over and over. If you can both say that together, it's going to be even more powerful. Uh, if you have to say it individually, that's better than not saying it all. And if only one of you says it, that's still better than no one saying it all. And we've got a 10-step checklist for this also, which you can get. Uh, take a look at the podcast notes. You can get access to that checklist or the video blog notes. We'll get that right out to you. Also, these checklists and the Divorce Detox book and the MER technique, they're all available on our website, richinrelationship.com. Or you can private message me, or you can email me, rich at richinrelationship. 
All right. So you've decided to make the you've decided to make an action to take an action on getting divorced. We've told you how to do it. Uh, we've told you the most important part. Just again, consult with a lawyer, gather your financial documents, make sure the emotional deck is clear, make a plan, notify your spouse, talk to the children. This is the actual order. File for divorce, attend the hearings and follow through. And remember that every divorce is unique and different, that just because it took your friend 10 years to get divorced, it might take you six months if you can stay emotionally clear and you're willing to compromise on the things that are not deal breakers for you. <laughs> By the way, little hint, if a piece of furniture is a deal breaker for you, the chances are you're not emotionally clear, right? Emotionally clear means that we can talk about money without our feelings really getting involved, or we can talk about our assets and our possessions without our feelings getting too involved. Emotionally clear means we understand our priorities. What's most important is that the children come first, that we all come out as whole and complete as possible, and that the division of assets and finances is what's best for the children, period, the end. All right, that's the whole thing. Um, if you Again, if you have questions, you know how to reach out. Thank you so much.